O Lord, our Lord, the God of all the earth, we come before you, we bow before you, we seek your face, O Lord. We seek a blessing from you. And Lord, as, uh, as we look at your word this morning, I just pray, O oh God, that you would just um, make it life to each one's need and meet needs in our hearts, encourage us in our walk with you. Draw us to yourself, for we know that you are God and that you are able to do above all that we ask or think or that we can comprehend of ourselves but we know that you can work in our lives and so we look to you O oh lord to do your work in our own hearts in jesus name i pray amen <clears throat> the title of my message this morning god is good i suppose this is Maybe one of those things that I think about from time to time. And, uh, you know, we, we get up in the morning um, and we can hop out of bed, get ready, go to work. And maybe we don't give God too many thoughts. Um, but just the fact that, you know, we're able to get up this morning, God is good. Um, it just is, and, and, uh, and so um, I just, uh, as I thought about it, it was just like, he's just so good in so many ways, more than we, more than we just think about uh, so often. Probably one of the first verses we think about is, is Romans 2, verse 4, and uh, it's a familiar verse. He says, Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. I'm not necessarily going there uh, when I go to James chapter 1 for most of the message, but this is a very familiar verse, and it, but it gives us a description of God that I think is important for us to understand, and it is the riches. So when we think about riches, it's something that, that is more than we uh, more than we can understand, uh, more than we comprehend uh, or think about uh, normally. <clears throat> uh, and so, um, you know, his, his goodness and, and the goodness is, is portrayed there in, the ver in, in forbearance and long-suffering. You know, God's long-suffering, that's his goodness. Um, he's, he's given us time. He's given us opportunities, um, in, and it is his goodness that leads us to repentance. Well, what is it that makes Christianity different from all the other religions in the world? It is his grace. His grace is what makes Christianity different. And his grace comes to us because he is good. Grace is something we haven't earned. It's not something we can somehow pay for. But it's given to us not because we can somehow get it, but because we can't get it of ourselves. 
And that's the reason we are called to love our Lord is because of his grace and goodness to us. It's the gift of his salvation. Um, it's what he's given us. And so as we think about his goodness, his grace, and, and his, his love to us today gives us reason to celebrate him as Jesus, as Lord. <clears throat> James 1 verse 16 says, Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Of his own will begat he us with the word of truth, that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures, born again by the word of God. Born again. Well, that actually, I added that last phrase there. I, I typed that in behind the, behind the verse there. But, uh, you know, sometimes we, we can, um, we, we get this idea that, that somehow it's, um, it's, Something I did, um, something somebody else did. Maybe Satan deceives us at times. Um, or we just don't comprehend God's goodness. We just kind of brush it aside and you know, we forget about who he really is. Um, <clears throat> You know, he's good all the time, and everything he does is good all the time. Um, and so we don't like to go there sometimes. We, we, just, we just back away from that idea, uh, in, uh, and Satan causes us to, to have those doubts at times. <clears throat> but I think as we consider the thought of his goodness, and it helps us to just understand a little bit more about God. So he is a father and he has an everlasting love for us. He's committed to us. Um, he's faithful, he's true. You know, <clears throat> one thing about God and his immutability, which the immutability means he doesn't change uh, he's just unchanging. He's always the same. He never gets older, never gets younger, never gets better, never gets worse. He's just always the same. And, you know, we don't, we don't hardly comprehend that because we know of things as change. And we'll talk about change after a bit here, but, but that's our frame of reference is change. And, and change isn't in and of itself is not necessarily wrong. <clears throat> For us, it's a part of life. But that's not who he is. He doesn't change. He's always the same. <clears throat> Do I deserve his goodness? No. I don't deserve his goodness. But his goodness comes to us because we can't change it of ourselves. And so his goodness comes to us. He has his heart set on us. Why? Because he loves us and he wants, he wants us. You know, as, as parents, we, <clears throat> we can be, you know, when the first child comes along, we love that child. And, but when the second child comes along, we love that child just as much. He, he, that, that human love 
flows out to the next one, just as much as it did to the first one. <clears throat> and in a certain sense, that's the way God is. But he's that way to everybody. And we sometimes, uh, we, we can't hardly fathom that thought because our humanity is, is in this little area that we call home and the people that's around it. And so that's our frame of reference. But God is so much greater and he has a love and an interest in everybody. And so whether, you, whether we find ourselves here or across the ocean, he's still the same. He still has a love for everyone. And his heart is set on all of humanity, I think. Now that doesn't, he doesn't force us to choose him, but his heart is set on us, which means he's speaking to us and he's drawing people to himself. <clears throat> he doesn't leave us to chance, does he? But he cares about us. So, you know, when we think about leaving something to chance, you know, sometimes we, we kind of can come up with the idea that uh, uh, I'll just let it play out and whatever happens, that's okay. And sometimes there's, there's things that maybe are not yay or nay and, and that's okay. It's okay to let it play out. But when it comes to us, that's not who God is. He's not letting it play out. He's made the provision. Uh, so he's, he's taking the initiative, so to speak, and not leaving it up to us or leaving it up to chance. <clears throat> so the first, the first point that I want to look at in these verses is um, the phrase, uh, no variableness, neither shadow of turning. And so that's telling us that God's not changing. Um, he's, he's just, he's always the same. He's never better, never worse. He's always good. And everything he does is good. And so he's, he's always the same. Malachi 3.6, for I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. Hebrews 13.8. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. So he's, he's making statements here that as he's saying, I am the same. I don't change. <clears throat> His immutability doesn't change. We live in a changing world. Our society is moving, changing. And, you know, if we think about... Um, things that happen, technology for instance, it's changing constantly at a very rapid pace. <clears throat> you know, for us, it's, um, it, and as I was thinking about change and, and how it affects us, and, and uh, so if you're under 20 years old, you don't remember the day when there was no cell phone. I do. Uh, I remember when I got my first phone, and that was, that was pretty awesome. I was on the job, and I could call my wife, and had no landline. And uh, while well, it was pretty expensive in those days, you got 50 minutes for $40. And back in the 90s, that was 
not just a little bit of change. And so you were pretty careful, you know, well, you had to have a pretty good reason before you made very many phone calls with it. <clears throat> but, you know, today, we look, at, we look at it and we're like, oh, but what we'd do without it? We're so used to it, you know. So, <clears throat> you know, it does, it's changing constantly. Um, there's always the next gadget that's coming along and the next thing um, and, and so technology is changing, transportation changes. You know, we think about it, what a car was like 40 years ago, what it's like today. Um, you know, 40 years ago, you had the carbureted engine and if it didn't work, well, you took it to any mechanic could fix it and usually didn't take very much and it would, it would go again. It uh, doesn't quite work that way today. You kind of have to have the, the scanner. You have to have the tools. You have to have everything it takes to figure it out. <clears throat> but it didn't used to be that way. And so it, it's change. If you want to know what uh, change looks like, look at yourself in the mirror and then get a picture of yourself 20 years ago and the way you changed. Uh, or at least I did. I suppose most of you did. Um, <clears throat> But it helps us to understand we live in a time of change. Um, God didn't. God can do anything he wants to except fail. He never fails. So that's the only thing he can't do. Now we do. We fail. We change. Um, you know, as parents, we all, and we all know what it is to uh, you know, we, okay, well, let's see, you know, let's do, let's do this on such and such a day, go fishing or something. We'll just take that for an example. For some reason, it doesn't work, and we have to change our plan, um, and we maybe have to go to the next Saturday or, or some other time. Um, I'm not a fisherman, but I use that for an example because it popped in my mind, but, <clears throat> um, So we have to change a plan at times because unforeseen circumstances and we can't change them sometimes. And so it changes our plan, <clears throat> but he doesn't change. It's always the same and he does anything except fail. He never fails. He's the father of lights. You know, this evening, if the day continues to be clear, we'll see a sunset. But in order for that sunset, there had to be a sunrise. There had to be a coming up before there could be a going down. But that's not who he is. Jesus said, I'm the light of the world. We relate to time. We relate to, this, to the idea that there's going to be a sunset. But there's a sunset because there's a sunrise. <clears throat> but he's the light of the world. Life sometimes brings its trials. Life brings tests. Um, they come to us because it's time. It's here. It's now. It's this little space of time 
in between eternity. But even when life is hard, he's still God. He's still good. In the middle of the storm, he's still God. He's still good. You know, Peter saw him out there. He saw the wave. So when he saw the wave, he began to sink because his eyes weren't on Jesus anymore. And sometimes in the middle of the storm, we fail to see Jesus. We, we, he's there, but we're not reaching out to him. It's not that he changed. It's just we're not seeing him anymore because we think there's a wave that's bigger than we are. And sometimes it is bigger than we are, but it's not bigger than the master. <clears throat> he's a rock. Even he's a stronghold. So when our whole world is in turmoil, and sometimes it is, we think it's spinning, it's out of control, and, and it's more than I can do. But he's still the same. He still doesn't change. 1 Corinthians 10.13 there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that you may be able to bear it. <clears throat> he is in control. He doesn't change. And he is the rock. And so there's no trial that we face that's bigger than him. We sometimes think it is because we're not looking at the master. We're not looking at the one who's in control. What God has given, what you have is what he's given. When did we last thank him for who he is, for salvation, for eternal life, for his grace, his mercy, his word, our fellowship, our church. These are all things that we don't, we can't make it of ourselves. <clears throat> but he can, and he does, he did, he gave it to us. You know, sometimes we have this idea that I did it. I made it. I accomplished it. And in a certain sense, that can be true. But he says in Psalm 50, verse 10, everything belongs to God, even the cattle on a thousand hills. And so if it belongs to him, my ability to do it also belongs to him. If it wouldn't be for him giving us the ability to do it, we couldn't do it. We couldn't accomplish it. And so it still belongs to him. <clears throat> Delight yourself in the Lord. You owe him your life. 
Psalm 106, verse 1. Praise ye the Lord, O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. That's who God is. <clears throat> his mercy, as in, it just continues as long as time continues. You know, God has given us so much. Everything we have comes from him. You know, the real reason that people yield to temptation is because we're not finding satisfaction in God. We're not finding our satisfaction in him. That's why we yield to temptation. And sin is basically fulfilling a desire that God has given us, but fulfilling it in a wrong way or for a wrong reason. <clears throat> and so his mercy is still there. Um, and it endures forever. You know, we limit God sometimes. He wants to work, but we don't let him. We resist him. He pours himself out to us, but we kind of hold him back. And so uh, our holding back limits what he does in our lives and our hearts because we don't want him to do it or we don't let him do it. We resist his work. <clears throat> now the greatest gift that he gave to us was Jesus. That is his greatest gift to us. Did you ever think about the fact is he stepped out of eternity and he came for us. He was eternity past. He's eternity today. He's eternity future. But he stepped out into that little moment of time for us. He left heaven for us. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. <clears throat> if you doubt the goodness of God, think about the cross. The cross was the ultimate of his goodness. He didn't have to go. In fact, he had the opportunity it says he could have called 10,000 angels to set him free. Maybe that's the song. I'm trying to remember if it actually says that popped into my mind. I think it does imply that. <clears throat> but as we think about life, sometimes we doubt his goodness. But as we think about what he did, on the cross, we think about it as this is his love for me. This is an expression of his love for me and he gave himself for me. They didn't take his life that day, but he gave his life. You know, he calls us to give us, to, to give him the best of ourselves. The Old Testament, when they gave a gift for a sacrifice, 
it wasn't the lamb that was crippled, but it was the best lamb they had. And so he's, he's asking us for the same. He says, give me your best. <clears throat> he gave us his first fruits. He didn't give us a leftover. But sometimes we want to give God a leftover. We want to give him something that we don't know what else to do with. You know, maybe we have five minutes at the end of the day and we don't know what else to do with it, so we give it to God. <clears throat> but that's not, who, that's not what he wants. He, he wants the first fruit. He wants what comes first from us, from our lives, from our hearts. <clears throat> he is good. His mercy endures forever. And so today, if I could give you one word of encouragement when you face a trial, it's this. Remember, God is good. And what we have comes from him. That's not what I've done. It's not who I, what I can do. I can't earn it. It's his grace, his unmerited favor, and his goodness to us. And it has brought salvation to us. He stepped out of eternity for you and for me. In that little moment of time, that 33 and a half years, and there's where he gave everything. <clears throat> when life looks hard, remember the cross. Remember his goodness. It's who he is. God bless your week, and uh, remember his goodness this week. Think about it. When you get up in the morning, try to reflect on his goodness. Reflect on God, and reflect on his mercy and his grace. God bless you.